Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. In His presence. We've been talking about figuring out, finding a way. We know God's truth. We know his promises, trying to figure out how to make what he says is true and make it, walk it out, live it out. And so we've been talking about living in his presence. And most specifically, we're talking about his manifest presence. Because we already said earlier in this, in this series, we're not talking about the omnipresence. God is always with us. He's, that's his omnipresence. And that's amazing. I'm so thankful for that. Someone's like, I'm scared about that because then he's going to see me when I do wrong. That's right. That's okay. He loves you anyway, and he hopes that you'll turn from that way, right? But even more importantly is he also wants us to experience his manifest presence. His manifest presence is the things that change, change things in our life. That, that the manifest, and I, I talked about the manifest presence is like if, if there were a millionaire or a billionaire in here, it's great. But when he began to give out checks to everybody, he would manifest and we our lives would all be changed, Right? Okay, so understand that we need the manifest presence. And God desires for us to have manif- the manifest presence in our life to walk in it every single day. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Even if it's by faith, say amen. amen. I know it's a lot to get, to grasp, but I want to tell you the truth. God wants you to hold on to it, and I'm so excited for it. So we talked about specifically that we need His presence, His manifest presence, and we talked in this little um, you know, to, to sermon part about his praise. The idea is in the scripture it says that thanksgiving is the password to his throne room, to his manifest presence. Okay? So presence, the presence of God, when presence of comes, he says he inhabits the praise of his people. Somebody say amen. amen. Hey, that's not just a good scripture. That's God's truth. And so we, we were inhabited today. I want to remind you that he also inhabits you when you're in your car praising him. Or in your shower. Or wherever you are. Anytime you open your mouth to praise him, there he is. That's the truth of his word. If you believe me, say amen. amen. Praise invites his presence. So we've been talking about this. So, so two weeks ago, we, we went through and I talked about praise and, and getting the mindset of praise. And this is often what the mindset of a humanly, our, our mindset of praise is, I'll praise when things go good. But we see that God says to praise him in the midst of the storm, to praise him at the beginning, not at the end. That praise means the purpose of praise is to invite, to invite God into your environment. But often we, th- we, we have it backwards. We're like, okay, we're going to wait till God moves in my life and blesses me or, or heals me or whatever, and then I'm going to praise Him. We should praise Him then, but that's not the purpose of praise. Praise is the step by faith to praise Him even when we have nothing in our mind that thinks that there's something to be praiseworthy. Now, I'd, be, I'd argue the fact that we always have something to praise. If the very, you know, I was thinking about this, I was like, you know, praising, I can praise, if I can find something, if I got toes, I can praise them. And then I thought, what about those that don't have toes? 
well, if you don't have fingers, or if you have fingers, and I'm like, you go through. But there should always find something, always find something to praise the Father about, because He inhabits the praises of His people, and we need us, we need to be inhabited by the Father. We can't do life without Him. We need His manifest presence. We need the presence of God. That's why Jesus came, so we could have relationship, and so we could experience abundant life in Christ Jesus. Praise brings that. He inhabits the praises of people. Inhabit means to sit down, to park, to, to be rooted in. I was thinking, uh, you know, in my mind, I was thinking about, you know, the praise and being rooted and sticking. I'm thinking about, you know, that time, maybe, I was first I thought about my kids, you know, when they got really st stuck in their ways. I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to, you know, and they're really stubborn. And I thought, well, they probably got that from me. <laughs> and so it reminded me, but think about this. What we're saying is that, that his inhabitation, in being inhabited by God, means that God will sit down. God himself, mighty, everlasting, mighty, extraordinary, awesome God, sits right in your life. The power and the presence of God sits in your life, and he just hangs out there, sits there, rooted there, waiting, dwelling there for, his, for the atmosphere to change in our lives. Listen, we need that. I know that we've been going over and over and over again, but this is the truth. Tomorrow, or ten minutes from today, the enemy is going to come. He's going to try to steal God's presence from you. He's going to try to steal the truths of what God's promises. All the truths that were sown in you, and you're like, I'm getting revelation, I'm getting it. He's going to try very quickly to try to steal that from you because he knows if that takes root, it's going to blossom. And not only is it going to affect you, but it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect those that you come in contact with. And the enemy is scared, terrified of that truth. We need his presence. We need to live in his presence every single day. Praise causes a ripple effect. Of his presence in our lives, in your lives, in our lives. Listen, and, and, and God doesn't just ripple with us. He causes others to know him as well. We talked about Paul and Silas. We talked about his praises that not only did, as they began, as they were thrown in prison, not only were they released from prison or the prison doors were opened and their, the, the chains that held them were released off of them, not only were they saved, but it says that all that heard them also were released. Even the jailer that was didn't know God, him and his whole family were saved. Do you see how important the presence of God is? It's not just for you. It's he, God's more than enough. He can handle you and the rest of whoever we come in contact with. We got to grab this. We got to get a hold of this it paves the way for god's power to be displayed and to make miracles happen how many believe miracles are are happening still amen how many believe that god is still the he was a miracle working god back in the old testament the new testament and the right now testament amen so we talked about two weeks ago as i'm kind of extending this because I wanted to extend because we talked about his presence. We talked about his praise brings his presence and what is why it was important to have his presence. Because his presence brings joy. How many need joy? Amen. How many need rest? How many need peace? 
How many need blessings from God? How many need the power of God? All of that was released by His presence. And what we're saying is that, what the Scriptures are saying is that He inhabits the praises of His people. So if I want to be inhabited with the, with the mighty manifestation of the presence, to have joy and rest and peace and blessing and power, it says the key to that is through praise. Not if everything's doing okay, praise, but just praise. Why does this work? Well, God said it would work, number one. And number two, there's a promise that comes through, through Scripture, comes through God's Word that says those who come to Him will find Him. And it doesn't just mean salvation, it means all of Him. Yes. Everything He is and everything that He was and will be. The power and the presence of God. So why? Why does this work? Well, it's the power of praise. So I want to talk about some powers of praise. Is that okay with you? Alright, if you're awake, say amen. amen. If you're asleep, say amen. All right, good. All right, we're all good. Praise God, you can speak in your sleep. All right. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We seek you. Right now, in this moment, we seek you. Not an agenda, not good words, not feeling good, not feelings of feeling better. We seek you. God, we want you. We need you. you we know that you are the thing that changes things. As we sang before, you are are the God that makes a highway out of the seas. That you are a mountain-moving God. That's what we need. We don't need a feel-good message. We don't need a good idea. We need a change radically transformed. So, Father, we just put everything else from the side, from the weak, from our mind. Anything that would try to draw our attention to anything else but you... We let it go right now in Jesus' name. We let it go. I, I just saw this picture. You're crinkling that thing up, throwing it away because our eyes, we're, we're, no, I got a clean slate with God. We seek you first, God, your kingdom and your righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your handout, pull it out. We'll, we'll go over this a little bit. That way you can study a little more this week. We'll go over this some on Wednesday night as well. But we need praise and there's a power that comes with God's praise. Number one is that praise relocates attention. Praising God relocates the attention back off of us and back on Him off of the need and back on Him. Praise rewires our hearts and our minds so that we're now focused on Him. Because we already know through Scripture that Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. He says, but seek first my kingdom, His kingdom and His righteousness. And so we see that praising, as we praise, it relocates, it realigns, it, 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 it comes back to everything about God off of us and back on God. It's so important because we, we, we can't afford to put it back on us. Because I'm not perfect, are you? 
And, and the enemy reminds us how imperfect we are. And he does that because he's trying to bring the attention back on you so that he can degrade you, demote you in who you, who he's trying to tell you who you are. But that's a lie because when he speaks, he lies, period. That's what scripture says. And so when, when God comes and we, we re, re, relocate our attention, we begin to praise him, now it's less on me because now it's not about my works. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't be holy. God says be holy as I'm holy. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that we use grace and mercy as a license to do anything we want. Don't get me wrong. Don't get off, off, off balance here on this one. But understand that, listen, the only thing is Jesus. The only reason we can is through Jesus. And Jesus says, okay, I've paid it. I've, I've, I've got it taken care of. I've kicked the door down, so to speak, the barrier between you and God. Now I need you to praise me. I need you to praise. Because praise, I want to inhabit that. I can get there because that's faith. That's, that's believing. That's saying something even in the middle of the storm. I know it's hard because, you know, you know, selfies. I like to take selfies. You got a phone, you can take a selfie, you know. You've seen those selfies and they do like the, I don't know, the, you know. We're kind of in a selfie world. And, and there's nothing wrong with self. God wants you to take care of self. But sometimes we, we get, become so focused on the world or the things of the world or we come so focused, now this is going to stomp on my toes, we come so focused on the reports of the world that we decide, we determine the size of our God by that circumstance. And that's deadly because when we do that, now we're lining our attention, our mind, our hearts with the enemy. And I just want you to know, the enemy is not here to promote you, he's to drag you down with him. The truth is he's lost, but he's going to try to take as many with him because it makes God angry because you're his precious kids. But, somebody say but. But God is bigger. Amen? And so the praise, we have to figure out, we have to figure out a way to do this. Now listen, when we begin to praise and begin to reallocate or to realign our attention now we see things like what Brian was talking about. When you start putting your attention to the things of God, you're like, wow, man, God's good. To the point where you can pay, like he said, you can pay more than enough and find a blessing there for somebody else. Now that doesn't make sense in our world and our natural mind. But when you begin to praise God, when you begin, he realigns your mind, it says your hearts and minds are focused on things above. Now, things that are happening, I can find the good. Now, I'm not saying that God brings death and destruction on you to teach you a lesson. But God says he will take what the enemy meant for evil, he'll turn it for good. So we turn our attention to the Father and he does the rest. Praise God. That's good news. That's a relief. Because trying to do it myself, forget it, I'll fail miserably. And I think you might find yourself in that place too. But God says, I, I don't want you to fail. I didn't call you a failure. I called you more than a conqueror. But it's in Christ Jesus. It's in focusing on Him. How do we focus on Him? By praising Him. It's really hard to focus on something else when I'm praising somebody or something or I'm, I'm, I'm putting my focus, hey, you were awesome. It's really hard to be selfish when I'm giving praise to somewhere else. You hear me today? I know this might be stamping on my toes. 
But I need to be stepped on sometimes because in this world I'm so tempted. Maybe you're not. In this world I'm so tempted. My soul is so tempted to kind of stay in the funk of woe is me. But God says greater is he that's in you. I'm not that guy anymore. That guy died when I received Christ. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen? So when we praise Him, we are reassigning our attention to the truth. The tr- well, I'm going to say it like this. We reassign to the truther, not the liar. You can use that word. Psalms chapter 95, verse 2 and 3 says, Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. You see, it's with thanksgiving His presence comes. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise, for the Lord is great, is a great God and a great King above all gods, above all doctor's reports, above all circumstances. God is a God of over all of that stuff. In Psalms chapter 35 is a declaration, I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you among much people. It's focus. It's focus. Number two. So we talked about praise. Praise will realign our attention. Okay, re- relocates our attention. Number two, the power of praise. Praise incites humility. Oh, now we're getting in trouble. Humility. We, we, when we begin to praise Him, listen, we remember that where our dependence should be at. It's not on my abilities. As I look across this room, I'm like, man, there's a, a lot of people with some amazing abilities. But your abilities, even as great as they are, and what a gift they are, only are a middle school compared to the gift and the promise of who God is in you. And sometimes, sometimes, we need to be humble enough to praise. And when we're humble enough to praise, it relocates our humility back to the Father. I know this is, listen, I know this is hard. Pastor, I don't feel like it. Come on, how many, how many are saying that in your head? They're like, I'm not raising my hand. All right. Listen, I felt this way this week. I'm going through this message. You know how the enemy is. And it was, oh, man, it was so crazy. Because here I'm talking, you know, yeah, I'm writing it down. I'm like, oh, that's so good. And then something's coming in. I'm like, I'm not praising him. I'm so mad at this and that or whatever. And he's like, uh, hello. Suddenly, I was like, I don't feel like it. And this was the, the word of the Lord for me. Not for, you take it whether or not you want to or not. This was for me. He says, I don't care how you feel. I care who you are. Stop living under who you are and be my child. Step into the throne room. Praise me because you are worthy to praise. Because I've made you righteous and holy. Talk about humility 
and excitement all at the same time. I mean, you know, God's that good. He can scold me and lift me up all in the same word. That's how good, amazing how God is. So listen, praise, even when we don't feel like it, we need to praise. This is, the, this is one of the major keys to God. To go to battle and praise. I don't feel like it. Stop make, going by feeling. We don't walk by feeling. We walk by faith. Right? This is a hard, hard, hard word. And if, it, if we're like, okay, I can receive it. Now it's hard to walk it. And this is why it's so important that we're in this and we're living in this presence. Because when we live in it, it becomes easier. Listen, the more I exercise, the easier it becomes. I don't like to do it. I never feel like it. But the more I do it, it gets easier. I'm able to go a little further, do a little more. And you're like, I don't know how this goes with humility. Listen, sometimes if we don't humble ourselves, we'll let our feelings rule what we do. Or, or maybe I'm just, I don't want to project. This is my life. I, I believe it's human nature. And, and I'm really good, maybe you are, I don't know. I'm really good at um, justifying things. Especially when I'm not letting, um, I'm not being, uh, uh, living in humility. Towards even the things of God. You're like, well, Pastor, I can't believe you do that. I'm human, by the way. I walk this out just the same as you do. Unlike popular thought, I don't have an extra strong connection more than anyone else to the Father. I get that a lot. Will you pray for me? Because you've got a really good connection. i got the same connection as you got. And sometimes I'm thinking, you need to pray for me. That's right. Like all of the time. Listen, praise reallocates pride to humility. Humility is where God can work. Yeah, but God, this is really big. You're right. It is really big. And that's why he needs us to lay it down. Humble ourselves so that God can do it. Right? Number three. We're almost done already. Number three. Praise eliminates negativity. Praise eliminates negativity. If I'm very thankful for somebody, I, and I keep telling them how thankful I am, in, in, in not just lip service, but begin to really ponder how thankful we are, you'll realize, man, all of those negative thoughts I had for that person, I don't have them anymore. I see it a whole different way. Praise God that God doesn't see us in all of the wrongs and start getting negativity. So if we are feeling negative about somebody or something or, or a way of whatever, we need to re, re, refigure out, wait a minute, this is, a, uh, this is not a fruit of the Spirit. Therefore, it's not a God thing. Therefore, I need to get rid of it. And God says we can get rid of it 
by praising Him. It eliminates, it leaves no room for complaining or negativity when we begin to praise God. Praise you God, hallelujah. If I'm saying praise you God, hallelujah, I can't complain. I know, I know. But just, uh, I know. I'm like that too, uh, I know. But do we want the change that God can bring? Absolutely. We need it. And this is what's so important. Listen, this is so important that you walk this living in His presence all of the time. Because it's really hard to climb a mountain when you're tied up. Come on. In the middle of a storm, it's really hard to do this. We can do it. We have the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit. But all I'm saying is that let's do it before we get tied up. And for those of you that have done it before you got tied up, claim that praise, that seed of praise that you planted, that it would grow. That you would begin to, to, to bring the harvest of what you planted. Because this is the promise. Everyone's looking at me like I'm, I'm not speaking Chinese. Not even Japanese, right, Jill? I'm speaking His truths. And His truth said, listen, there's a negativity, there's a challenge of negativity that we allow in the world by the way we talk, the way we think. And then when we do those things, it settles in our hearts. And I said last week, I said that, or two weeks ago, I said that God, or the enemy is concerned about your heart. If he can take your heart, then he steals the promise of God in your life. Praise is the key to, to break that thing. Like, it's, it's, it's got to be more complicated than that. It's not. The enemy makes it more complicated. Our mind tries to overcomplicate. Man, our mind is amazing. But it can talk us out of a lot of things when it has to do with Scripture, when it has to do with things of God. I would ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads for this moment. I want to speak over your mind. By the power and the presence of God, I speak to the mind, that mind you listen to the truth of God's Word. Nothing else, nothing more. God, I desire in my, 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 my will is to des- and desire is to surrender to you for your will to be done in my life. God, I pray that over every person here today that we would see that just by praising, just by singing of your praises, Father, that it realigns our attention. It incites humility. It brings, it manifests, and motivates humility. It eliminates the negativity either in our minds or in the world that's trying to battle against us. God, we desire your truth, your manifest presence.
And you've laid it out for us, Father, the way to your manifest presence. One of the ways is through praise. Praising who you are. Father, we dig into that in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's stand to your feet. We're going to close there because I don't want to get too much more wordy here. Next week, there'll be another message on praise, the different types of praise, the meanings of praise. Pastor Tara is going to enlighten us, going to show us some revelation on that. So get ready for that next week. It's going to be awesome. But listen, we have to make a choice every day. This is an everyday choice. Like every single day. And, and sometimes, I, I probably should say every minute by minute choice. I, I, I know it seems far-fetched and it seems like, ah, I don't know. We, get, we have to throw that away. We have to believe God's word and his truth. We have to be so absorbed with the things of God that we don't allow ourselves to absorb the things of the world. And we only do that by walking day by day, doing it step by step. And this is one of the many ways that God has laid it out. So, it's simple. I didn't say it was always easy, but it's simple. Praising. Praise the Father in the storm. Praise Him in the good times. Praise Him in the bad times. Praise Him. Just praise Him. Somebody say, praise Him. Praise right? We're praising the Father, the King. We're making a declaration to praise Him. Can we sing that song? I Yes, I will. Do you have that able to pull up? Worship team, come on up. I think I'm going to need you for this. We're just going to go through... One time, I want you to see the lyrics, the words to this as we are declaring to praise Him. Yes, I will. We're making a decision. Say, I'm making a decision to praise Him. Not because I feel like it, but because He says it. I lost some of you on the halfway through there. Go ahead and pull those words up for me, would you? I want to read. It says, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails. We're talking about praise. I don't, I don't know what the doctor's report. I don't know what the bank account report. I, I don't know what whatever report, whatever it is. That's, but what I do know is that the same God that never fails is in you and for you. So why are we praising? I'm going to count one thing. God is good. That's all you have to do. But I don't see this and I don't say, you're right, you don't. Let God do that. You just do what you, He says to do. Praise Him. I count on one thing, the same God that never fails. Next slide. Will not fail me now. He won't fail me now. I, I like how it's repeated. Sometimes we've got to hear it over and over again. He won't, fail, he won't fail me now. He won't fail me now. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. In Him I can do it. Right? Next in the waiting, the same God who's never late. Come on, praise Him in the waiting. There might be some here today that are in the waiting pattern. Just because we're in the waiting pattern doesn't mean God is. He's moving. He's doing. 
The Bible says that when they were, he was saying, hey, I, I don't see my answer or prayer in this. God says, hey, from the very moment you said it, I was there. But I was battling in the spiritual realms. Don't stop the battle or stifle the battle by the speaking the wrong thing. Just begin in the waiting that God's doing it. Okay, next, next slide. Is working all things out. Working all things out. God, you're working it out. I'd like to know how, God, but I don't, I'm going to put that aside. I mean, let's be honest. We like to know that how to do it, but God says, I need you just to rest in me. Next one. Yes, I will. Let's make the declaration. Yes, I will. Lift you to the highest and the lowest valleys. Do you see what God is saying? Do you see that we have to make decision? God's truth is true. His promises are yes and amen. But we have to do it. We've got to walk it out. He's going to hold us. He's going to keep us. And I'm not saying avoid or ignore the issue or the challenge. That's not faith. Putting your hand in the sand is not faith. Faith is staring right at the face of the thing that's trying to take you and say, shut up. Sorry, I didn't know that's a bad word. But it makes me angry when the enemy lies to me. Shut your mouth, devil. Shut your mouth, devil. Amen? Put them in place under our feet. In Jesus' name. Let's go ahead. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m., or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.